Welcome back to the Dialed Up Podcast. We are one man short today, man. Yep, Darby's out, man. He's busy working, you know, putting on the grind, helping his dad out with the family business. But we're going to roll on. Program moves forward. Yeah. And you had a big weekend. Yeah, 25. 25, hitting that quarter century mark, man. And I didn't think I was going to feel the way I I didn't. I actually legitimately felt kind of old. This weekend, because I tried to turn up like I was still 21. Yeah. That's why I don't do it anymore, man. Yeah, you can't. I I sip the whiskey, have like maybe two or three, and I cut myself off. I got my whole motto that like mama didn't raise a bitch, so when someone like challenges me, then like (laughs) I take it on full head of steam. Yeah. And I'm starting to realize that I have to be like more careful about that now. I have to. What's your getting fucked up drink? Uh, Well, this past weekend was moonshine. Well, a lot of it. Like your standard, if you go to the bar and you have this drink, you I'm know it's going to be one of those nights. It's probably going to be Captain Sprite. Okay. Captain Sprite is usually my go-to. Like mine's Irish Car Bomb. If you see me getting an Irish oh, Car Bomb, like it's shot. game over. Yeah. Here. Okay. That's. Uh, I mean, is the Irish Car Bomb really a shot? Well, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. That's a fucking. That's a pint of Guinness with the yeah, Baileys but like and it's supposed Jameson. to be. Yeah, and you're supposed to chug the whole. I mean, yeah, but that's more than a shot. Well, they do the the real way. You're supposed to do it is like like a typical glass, and then they put the, a little bit of vodka, and then they put the Baileys, and then they drop the whole thing in there, and then you throw it. Yeah, back. that's how you do it. But that's more than a shot. I mean, you got you got the full Guinness in there. Oh, well, uh, we're, we're getting sidetracked. I'm chugging it. <laughs> oh yeah, you you gotta chug it. Yeah. But we had a big weekend of college football. Oh, yeah. So starting off here, Clemson without Trevor Lawrence. Um, we all know I'm awful with pronunciation, especially with uh, – I, I want to say he's a Hawaiian kid. Um, but not going to try to pronounce the backup quarterback's name. He's obviously a very talented kid. He can play. He was a five-star coming out of high school. So the talent level – was not a significant drop-off. Yeah. Where you really saw the drop-off was the experience level. Yeah. But he still performed really well. Uh, had 342 yards, two touchdowns. No interceptions. No interceptions. That's huge. And when you're playing the backup role, you yeah. have to play a clean game. Right. And, and I think too many people are giving Clemson an out, saying it, the only reason the, the score was the way it was is because of the quarterback situation, which is complete bullshit. Because Boston, hats off. Played a hell of a football game. Coaches had a hell of a scheme. Yes, they did. Offense actually had some... I, I was really impressed with the play calling by Boston College. They kept Clemson's defense on their heels. So, overall, hell of a battle by Boston College. Really impressed by that. And then, of course, talent just ends up seeping in and taking over kind of that fourth quarter. And you can see the separation from it. Yeah. But that, that wasn't... That, to me, was kind of expected. Yeah, well, the, but the kickoff by Boston College... The score, the way they came out firing early with their ski- with everything they had going on, that was unexpected, and it was awesome to see. What really surprised me was Clemson's defensive play. It did not look near as good as you expect it to, right? right? Yeah. It wasn't at that caliber, and you could see not just defensively, but also on the offensive side of the ball, Dabo was getting pretty heated on the sidelines. Yeah. He was not pleased with the performance. So I, uh, I'm a little... I'm, I feel uh, Notre Dame's going to have the wrath of Clemson coming here this next week. I think so, too. But we were talking about talent disparity. Alabama-Mississippi State, you want to talk about talent disparity. 41-zip. 
Bama just rolled them. Yeah, and that's where Alabama's now at that situation in the season where they're just going to continue to do what they do, and it's just going to get better. And like they're going to keep getting, they're going to keep building their backups, and they're going to keep building their depth. And it's gonna get scary. Like I already mentioned previous previous episodes about their strength and conditioning staff. That's just out of this world. Shit's about to get real. Alabama's about to become. And I, I'm. Well, I want to know if someone can finally stop these guys. Which we know there's maybe one thing that possibly could. But well, one of my biggest surprises from this year so far. I mean, th- this was just week nine. From the first week the SEC played, one of the big stories was KJ Costello. Right, he transferred yeah. in and he had this. Huge game, first game against the defending national champs in LSU. Put up these great numbers, and now you see him riding the pine. He was he was benched, and he only had 11 attempts and only completed four passes. Talk about a fall from grace from the beginning of the season. Yeah, I mean that's just a collapse, and honestly, you hate to see it, but yeah, it was unfortunate. I don't know why they didn't give him another shot, but I mean Mike Leach is a uh, old. Air raid offense isn't looking too hot right now. Right. But we'll come we're back going, to Ohio State. One. Yeah, we'll come back to Ohio State. Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, 31 13. Not too much to take away from that game. Um, Notre Dame finally started to play how you expect them to play against yeah. lesser competition, not like the Louisville game. Right. Um, so that's good to see in a couple consecutive games. They had a good performance against Pitt. Now they have the real challenge ahead which mm-hmm. uh, against Clemson, which we'll get into here a little bit later. Now, Georgia-Kentucky. This game, I'm not surprised that it was close. I was surprised with how low the score was. Yeah. And in particular, Stetson Bennett, right? Everybody wants to talk about uh, what's going on with Georgia's quarterback room and all these guys transferring out and Stetson Bennett's performance. Dude only had 13 passing attempts in the yeah. game. 13. That yeah. is not good. Uh, Zamir White, their starting running back, 26 touches. 26 carries. That's a lot. And, again, they're coming up against Florida. Yeah. They need to find some balance. Right. And they need to find it quick because yeah. they cannot just rely on the run. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean – Maybe there's because they, they did that for a reason. I'm not sure. You know, there could be all kinds of scheme behind it. Maybe Georgia was threatened by something about Kentucky. I haven't really seen much of Kentucky, but, um, you know, from that perspective, maybe Georgia was just trying to eat that clock away and get this game out of the way. You never know. You know, maybe that, maybe that was their intent. I have no idea. But yeah. I wasn't able to see this game, so I couldn't watch any, any of it or see what the play calling really was. But... You know, if Georgia really maybe maybe that's also their thought too. Maybe it's like, hey, we've got you know Florida coming up next. Maybe let's you know keep some of these weapons, these play calls that we have in our back pocket, and only show our run game against Florida, so they don't know what to expect from a pass game situation going in the next week. Maybe that yeah. was their thought process. I mean, they are by recruiting rankings the most talented team in college football. So I could see them trying to just get by just on talent alone. Yeah. Um, not. I don't think that's the best decision. Um, obviously, I think they should have mm-hmm. won by a little bit of a larger margin, and you don't like to see uh, the offense as stagnant as it was. Yeah. But 
I'm assuming you watched the next game on the list. Please uh, tell me you watched. I watched. I watched a little bit of that. I I didn't get a ton of it, but I did get. I did get some of that game. Texas Oklahoma State, man, that was a ball game, and yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little heartbroken. I was rolling with the Oklahoma State the entire way, and now Oklahoma State coming into the the season, I knew that they were going to struggle. They have a really tough four game stretch, and. I knew they'd probably cough up one of them, but with how yeah. Texas looked thus far this year, I didn't expect it to be against Texas. Yeah. I uh, I really, like I said, I didn't get much of this game. At this point of the day, I was just hammered. So, <laughs> like, I, and I was already hammered the night before, so it just kept rolling through. Well, so, once the Cincy game was came on, like, I purposely sobered up just to watch that game. I know you got your specs and on. Then Can you read all. that stat line right there for Ellinger? Uh, I, I don't even with my specs on. I still can't see. It Eighteen well. of thirty-four, for one hundred and sixty-nine yards. That's not a good percentage. And an overtime game. Yeah. Now he had three touchdowns, but dude, he looked bad. Yeah. And that's another reason why I was so surprised that Texas was able to win this game, because Oklahoma State should have ran away with this game. I mean. It shouldn't have been close. You look at the total yardage. Texas only had 287 total yards. Oklahoma State, 530 total yards. Yeah, that's pretty nice. And you lose the game. Yeah. They just they shot themselves in the foot. What do we have penalty-wise? It wasn't the penalties. Oklahoma State had four turnovers. Ah, yeah, that'll fuck you. Three fumbles lost and, a, and one pick. So it was just no... no ball safety whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, and it was it was bad. They lost a game that they should have dominated. Yeah. And you hate to see it. And, again, now they have a, a Kansas State team that is talented and coming off an embarrassing loss to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So who knows how that game this week is going to go. Right. Now let's get back into the uh, scores. If my internet would like to work with me here. Oh, I know what game was next. Your Bearcats, Memphis, dude. Yeah. They finally, the two weeks back to back, they're putting shit together. Yeah. And it's it's, it's starting looking, to roll. It's, it's looking smooth. So yeah, I'm happy about it. I, I might as well just go ahead and go into it. While That's what I'm wanting, man. So um, from what I saw and everything that was put together, we're starting to get more fluid with everything, everyone's weapons, every, everyone's getting more adjusted to uh, to each other and how they play. Um, and our, our offensive line was doing so. Everyone all across the board was doing really well. Now, uh, you know, I, I'll say this over and over again. It's the only thing that I was worried, the only thing that I said, I said we should handle this game as long as it didn't get too chippy and as long as, you know, no one got in Ritter's head or our guys' heads. And there was no, like, there wasn't nearly that much smack talk. Everyone's head was pretty level that whole game on both sides of the ball. It was pretty pretty mellow, pretty chill, like football game. And because of that, we were able to do what we're supposed to do. Now that's the thing, going forward for the rest of the season, if we can keep that same mindset and not, like, even when the team is talking smack and we're dealing with a bunch of shit, as long as we can keep that same level head, we'll continue what we did this past Saturday. But that was my only concern. I said we should absolutely handle Memphis unless... 
shit gets chippy, people start talking, and it gets in our dudes' heads. Because that's what's really... In my opinion, that's what's lost us this fucking game against Memphis every fucking year. Well, me and Darby's biggest concern out of last week was, obviously Ritter did a phenomenal job in the run game, but his passing numbers weren't up to snuff, right? Yeah. This year, he turned... Or this week, he turned it up. 21 of 26 for 271... And three touchdowns with only one pick. That's yeah. a solid stat line. And we had one wide receiver who, uh, <laughs> did we have a wide receiver stats up there? Yes. Um, who was the top one? Our, Alec Pierce. Yes. Dude balled out, had three amazing catches. One, one, one I've worried about, though, is he did go down with an injury. I think he might have dislocated his shoulder because he had a pretty awkward landing on, okay. on one play. So I'm worried about that. But he balled out. And so that was really fun to see. Um, everyone else did really well too, but Alec Pierce was a standout guy from our receiving core, and so I'm really hoping that he's hopefully healthy and will be able to play um, again this season. I'll be really upset if he can't play. Now that'll, that'll hurt us a little bit offensively because he's a he's a threat. Well, and Cincinnati's starting to get some love, and then AP uh, voters, and we'll get into that here oh, yeah. a little bit too. I'm nervous about that. So finishing up some other surprises. Um, Michigan losing to little brother. The Paul yeah. Bunyan Trophy goes back to Michigan State. Yeah. And, okay, we have to talk about this. So, Joe Milton interviewed after the game. Asked about Michigan State's star linebacker, number 34, who, let me pull up these stats here. I think he had, like, 13 tackles in the game. And... Milton straight up said the interviewer asked him if uh, he was surprised at how good of a football player uh, the linebacker was, and he said he didn't even know who it was. Uh, Antoine, Antoine Simmons. Antoine? Antoine Simmons. There we go. 11 total tackles, six solo, uh, two pass deflections. Yeah. And he he literally just said, I don't, who, I don't even know who that is. He Ignorance. wasn't even on my radar. Ignorance. And just, yeah, arrogant, Ignorant. cocky. Yeah. It didn't seem like the loss phased him at all. That is a rival Yeah. that you just lost to. And a rival that just lost to Rutgers. Yeah. At and, that. And, I mean, we'll get in, I mean, Rutgers might be good. Yeah. They might and actually not be bad. That game against Indiana, we, we aren't, I wasn't going to talk about it, but... They were competitive, and honestly, Indiana has a solid squad this year. Oh yeah, they're. I think they're in the. They're obviously in the top half of the Big Ten right now. Yeah. But, I mean, Rutgers is surprising people. Yeah. And they're going to be more competitive than any of us thought. Right. Because I'm pretty sure all of us thought they were going to go winless this year. Yeah. But still, Michigan getting beat by Michigan State, who is a depleted team. First win as a head coach for Michigan State, and it comes against Michigan in the big house. It doesn't get much bigger than that. Yeah, no, you just got to be feeling great. I would be feeling great. But that one was really surprising, but again, I love to see it. That one made me really happy, especially with uh, how close we are to the Fry family. Uh, Chris was going nuts wearing his Spartan helmet, and... uh, he had his little Paul Bunyan trophy from when they won it, and uh, it was fun to watch them celebrate. 
Now, the other surprise, Virginia taking down North Carolina yep. in a high-scoring game. Yep, and uh, Darby, of course, messages us and says, don't forget to mention that North Carolina was incredibly overrated, which we all agreed <laughs> on. And that's why AP polls fucking suck. Yep. But who am I to blame? You know, I wouldn't have been able to get all those teams right in an AP rating if I had to do it myself either. But, yeah, North Carolina overrated, clearly proven uh, by that game. Now, let's get into the Buckeyes. This game was, Ohio State was in control of it. The scoreboard is closer than what the game played out to be. Uh, Justin Fields obviously played incredible. Um, 28 of 34, four touchdowns. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave both balled out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got to talk about the defensive line, though. Specifically, the interior. Both are defensive tackles. Tommy uh, Togiai and... Um, oh, shit. Haskell Garrett. Both of those dudes balled out. They stuffed Anything that Penn State tried to get going yeah. in the run game. Then the linebackers, who have been probably one of our more questionable units in more recent years, they played phenomenal. Both Tuff Borland, Barrett Browning, and um, um, ah, Pete Warner. All three of them played great. Tuff did a great job uh, just snuffing out any screen pass attempt that yeah. Penn State tried to put forward. Barrett Browning did a great job against um, Penn State's tight end. I'm, it starts with an F. I'm awful with these uh, Friar Mouth. Uh, and it was overall just a great performance by the front seven. The DBs, though, a little questionable. Um, we all obviously had one of our three uh Rotating cornerbacks between Sean Wade, Seven Banks, and I'm blanking on his name right now. This happens to me every time, but I think his last name's Davis. He obviously he tore his Achilles on a non-contact injury, and that is really tough to see in a unit that's already very young and doesn't have a lot of experience. Yeah. You're really having to go to your depth. I am very thankful that we have Kerry Combs back there coaching those guys. He's going to ensure that. Uh, they get the preparation they need to perform at the level that they are expected. But Sean Wade was getting a lot of flack this weekend. He got he got put on a poster twice on back-to-back plays. And Dodson obviously made two spectacular Incredible. one. That's what I was waiting for. One-handed grabs. And he... I mean, the, the thing is, the, like, the, the DB didn't play it bad. No. That was just that was impeccable. He, like that he was, wasn't in great position, but he wasn't in bad position either. But that's just an athlete making a play, and it's like, it what? Incredible. What can you do with those? It was just two great catches. Other than that, the entire first half, Sean Wade played phenomenal. Yeah. There, as it got later into the second half, he started giving more cushion, and that's when yeah. Dotson started using his uh, quickness and agility to it and route running and just pure athleticism to create some separation but overall I was extremely happy uh, with the performance and I gotta be honest 
I am really disappointed with our strength of schedule. I think the Big Ten Conference did Ohio State a disservice by giving our making our schedule as weak as it is. When you're looking at this schedule, it's realistically looking like our two toughest opponents, which we thought the toughest opponents were going to be Penn State and Michigan. It, it's very well looking like our toughest opponent is going to be Indiana. Well, I think you can't just completely disregard that Penn State game. No, that, Penn that State was, obviously is a talented team. I think Penn but, State, well, I mean, Indiana obviously is going to be a good game. but You, you can't ignore the fact that the, a game that's in Happy Valley, supposed to be a wideout, has no yeah. fans in it. That takes, that takes that's away a, so much. That's a 7 to 10 point swing. Yeah, 100%. Because there's... It changes the communication level of that game so much more. And the, it was only a 13-point game. Yeah. So you look at it, 7 to 10 points, that's a tight ball game. Yeah. So that home field advantage that Penn State lost, even though I think they are a little bit more depleted and down this year than they normally would be, that's still a standard Ohio State-Penn State at Happy Valley right. uh, matchup where it's tight and goes down to the end. And... You know, we rely on our talented D-line to get a last-second sack to save our asses. Yeah, <laughs> very true. But with that said, and that out of the way, let's get into the top 25. So the AP Top 25, we've been on it all year, right? Mm-hmm. And my question is, how is Clemson still at the number one spot? I think Clemson obviously is one of the top now, three teams. on a different poll, Alabama's number one. I can't remember what yes. it is, though. But I think Clemson needs to slide down to the three spot. Because Trevor, yes, they're without Trevor Lawrence, but Trevor Lawrence was, their offense wasn't the concern in that yeah. game. It was strictly their defense. their defense was a major concern. Alabama has looked like the most complete team yeah. all year, and... All phases of the game, the only uh, unit that I've seen struggle for them has been their kickers. Yeah. Um, but and this season in the NFL and college, what kicker hasn't struggled, right? Yeah. So I think Ohio State and Alabama need to be one and two. Alabama needs to be one. Clemson at three. And this is where I have some major gripes. Notre, yes, Notre Dame has corrected their issue thus far. Or in the past few weeks. But I think right now, I think Cincinnati needs to be in that four spot. And I know you're probably going to disagree with me because you have that we-need-to-earn-it mentality. Yeah. Um, but I think Cincinnati has ultimately, at least to my eye, looked better than both Georgia and Notre Dame. I think... I mean, I think our – I don't think we're better than Georgia. I, I think that's – You aren't more talented. Yeah. You're definitely better coached. That's, my, 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 that's my a thing, fact. Yeah, but my thing with Notre Dame is Notre Dame's well coached too. Like, they're well coached. It's just offensively they, they struggle sometimes. Well, guess what? So do we. Their defense is fucking solid. Our defense yeah. is pretty solid. But if you look at the size difference and, like, just the overall – now, I'm not saying we couldn't battle or win that game, but I'm looking at – 
the difference of athleticism and overall talent of us versus Georgia, we're, we're not talented enough to be able to take on Georgia with a head full of steam. I, we're just not. I don't think we are. Now, I would love to see it, but I don't want to see it right now. I want to give us more time to finish I, this season out and get better. I think your team would surprise you. Against um, Notre because, Dame, Notre Dame would be of, a hell of a game. I because think Notre of Dame would how be well coached you guys are. I think you guys would beat Cincinnati, or beat UK and yeah. look at the fight that they just gave Georgia. Also, I Notre think Dame. BYU oh, yeah, needs to be up in that 5 to 6 spot. I know the competition they've been struggling, but they've been putting 50 bombs on everybody they play. Yeah. And you can't ignore that. I think Indiana is going to continue to creep its way up. In my opinion, now if I had to give you what I thought the final 4 would be, I would say Clemson Bama, Ohio State, and yeah. it's going to be between Cincinnati and BYU. If because you look at all the other teams that are in that range, right? Notre Dame going to lose to Clemson probably twice. Georgia already lost once. If if they make it to the SEC championship game, I honestly think they lose to Florida this week. That knocks them out. A and M, they're going to lose again. Florida. I think they lose to Bama in the SEC championship game. That brings Cincinnati and BYU right up there into contention. And that's where you're going to see if Cincinnati goes all the way undefeated, I think they get in because they're starting to garner some respect in the the voters' minds. But if uh, UC falters... I think BYU gets in as an undefeated, even though they're an independent without a conference championship. Yeah. I think we'll win out this season. I think we'll I think we'll be undefeated in the conference. My only question is like, based on some of these other teams, if like even we're like I just I just I, because another team has a loss doesn't mean they wouldn't be able to like. That's where I can understand where some of these AP polls get like really you know. Because it's all about who's undefeated. If you have a loss, then like your ass is out, kind of deal. Yeah. Which is understandable, totally understandable. And but I, if you look at the level of talent versus like the other conferences, I know you because in saying, your mind, fuck, we in don't. your mind, Cincinnati against all three of those top three are going to get blown out, right? In your mind. It's now. Yeah. I don't go know if we back. Get blown out, but we will lose. Go back and look at. All every year we've had the college football playoff. Every year one of the games has been a complete blowout. Every year, and those have all been Power Five conference teams. Yeah. So, what's the difference between a Power Five team getting blown out and a Group of Five team that's a champion, undefeated, getting their shot? Right, and I understand that, and I think, like I, I want it. Like trust me, I want that. I want us to get in. I want. Us, I just hope that they don't throw us to the wolves and be like Cincinnati undefeated. Fine, fucking prove yourself. Here's Alabama. I'd be so pissed if they do some bullshit like that. Well, and I don't think they're gonna do that. No matter what, you're but getting a shit show. I'm just way. very intrigued because I want to know who the fuck they're gonna put us up against after the seasons. After we've already won out the conference, who are we gonna play? That's what I want to know. It would be. That's it, what I'm anxious to find out. It's BYU. And I could see that Notre Dame, possibly. Well, that's that's what it keeps running through my mind. Is who the fuck are they going to put us up against? If if you guys happen to get into the playoff, obviously it'd be Clemson or Bama. Right. Now, what I would personally love to see is 
<laughs> and I think they would maybe do it strictly off of a ratings thing is if you guys happen to be in the playoff committee's minds for making the college football playoff, it's only four, having, right? having the semifinal be Clemson and Bama and Ohio State Cincinnati. So you have the battle of Ohio and the semifinal. Yeah. I think that would be a ratings just boom. Yeah, Everybody would be tuned into those games because yeah. the storylines. But if you if they didn't happen to get in and they were undefeated, I think it you'd probably end up against the either BYU if they went undefeated. I would appreciate or, it if they did it that way. Like what or the just... SEC runner-up or the ACC runner-up. One of those three. This is why everyone, want, everyone wants it to be six. See, I think my minimum would be eight. Yeah. You know how I feel about yeah. the 16. I agree. I think my minimum would be eight. I agree. I agree. Everyone, I agree with that. Everyone thinks it should be six at the minimum. But of course, they all power five to, champs in an at large, or just like, five, or just all six at large. All six at large. I think that would be the way to do it that's if you're only I'm doing six. Do that's how I. That's how everyone else thinks it should be done. Because you get a shit show like the Big Twelve, getting yeah. an automatic bid when you have an undefeated independent or an undefeated group of five. Yeah, I I think. I mean, regardless. I like the way I like what you said. Like I think it'd be pretty sweet if they just throw Bama at Clemson and Cincy at Ohio State. Now that would be fucking dope. Yeah. Because then I'm looking at it both ways. I was like, what if there's some upsets? What if Clemson beats Bama and Cincy beats Ohio State? You know, and we end up having ourselves a bowl game. Now, do I think Cincy's gonna beat Ohio State? <laughs> but you can't tell me that but would not know. have this entire like, our state. Defense- or do, just, yeah, yeah, everyone everyone would be walked in. It would be it would be a riot. It would be sweet. Like I'd be so pumped. And I you know exactly where like wherever that game's at, I'm at. I don't yep. care. And I don't care if I have to fight Ohio State fans. Like I'll fucking take, <laughs> I'll t- I'll take them all on. I was born and raised here, baby. Like I'm ready. I'll fucking bring the brass knuckles. I'll be ready to go. But like I'm just curious. Like I want to see like I'm just I'm just anxious, man. Yeah. I'm just anxious. I want to see how this goes down. I think we'll win out the conference. I think we'll be undefeated. And then when we get up to that point, I want to know if they're going to give us a shot. And if they do give us a shot, my biggest question is against are they going to fuck us? Like are yeah. they going to are, like are they going to make us go up against something that's uncompetable? If it's Ohio State, we can compete with that. We've done it before and we can do it again. We're not afraid to. And I know And so this, this is coaching my, staff would probably be itching to do it. This is my question for you. You just said it yourself. You've competed with Ohio State before. You think you can do it again. Why do you think you'd be able to compete against Ohio State and not the other two? Because I think Ohio State is more talented than the other two. Oh, well, I think that in, in, in the scenario of, like, I don't know if Ohio is it, State's is more it talented all mental? than Bama. I don't think Ohio State's more talented than Bama. Well, my question, is it a mental aspect? Because as a Cincinnati player, it's like, oh, fuck, that's it's Bama. One, it's one as opposed to... This is Ohio State. They're fucking right up I-71. Well, we're familiar with it. You know what I mean? Like, we we played Ohio State, and, like, we're familiar with the atmosphere. And let alone, like, there isn't even a fucking atmosphere anymore. Yeah. So now it's based off pure, like, ability and play calling as opposed to having that, that you know, walking Ohio. Because we've always had to play at Ohio State. Yeah. We've had to play at Ohio State both times. And, of course, like, we can't hear a fucking thing. You know what I mean? And that changes the game every single time when you play at Ohio State. Or... You know, like the Penn State game, it changes it completely. I think we would have a better shot going against Ohio State 
without the fans being there. I'm just worried about, like, if we go against Bama or Clemson, their fans are fucking there, man. Yeah. Like, they have a fan base. Like, yeah. it's fucking there, and it's it's notable. Because that's always I, in the South, too. Yeah, and I feel, like they're con- I feel like they're honestly just increasing the numbers every game because it feels like there's just more and more every time. Well, and that would be another thing that to me, it's if, like, if they were letting fair. fans, like, again, with the hypothetical, if Cincinnati were to go undefeated and get in, if they were allowing fans, you're automatically at a disadvantage Huge. because just based off the pure amount of fans, the the size of the fan base of Cincinnati as opposed to a Clemson, Bama, or Ohio State, yeah. it's astronomical. I know. I know. So that's why I would rather go against Ohio State because it's but if you're it's playing astronomical in, difference, but they're they're not there. But if COVID is still having the regulations and you're playing in a vacuum. I think that becomes a lot more interesting. Yeah. Now, I think we've gone over that enough. I know you're poised and ready to take over Darby's segment. So, let me yeah. hear it. Who you got on notice? Alright, I'm going to put this fucking article. And I'm, I'm, I'm not only doing this to this guy, but I'm doing this for everybody out there who's saying some stupid ass shit. Because I'm getting real fed up with it. Let me find... Fucking helmet, so I can slam it on the table. I, I don't know why, but it's always these motherfuckers. <laughs> it's always these guys, but it, it makes sense. First, I'm, I'm gonna do it like that, and I'm gonna do this right there in front of the Ohio State helmet. Jeff Bueller wrote an article saying that Michigan should replace Jim Harbaugh with former Ohio State coach Luke Fickle. I <laughs> let it out. Why? What in the fuck makes you think Fickle will go there? Now I understand money talks. Money talks. One hundred percent money talks. This dude is born, raised Ohio State, Columbus. Like played for Ohio State. Like there is, there's no way this dude goes to Michigan. And if he does, best believe he'll be disliked by a lot of people around here. And maybe. If anything, maybe that'll spike up the rivalry again. If anything. That's the only thing that maybe it would save. Which, like, whatever. But I like Luke Fickle. I don't want to dislike him. Nobody wants to dislike him. And I, don't th- I just I can't fathom him ever. I, I, the guy that I know is Luke Fickle. And as anybody that's gotten to know him would, I think, agree with me to say that if you think Fickle is going to go to Michigan, you're you're stupid. You're dumb to think that. You're out of your mind to think that he would actually consider that as an option, regardless of what you're paying him, because his family, he's got seven kids. Like, a lot of them are still very young. He lives in he lived in Columbus for majority of his life. That's where all of his family's in Ohio. Like, he wants to raise his kids... In Ohio, and he's also got a contract with Cincinnati until 2026. Yeah. And the only reason people are saying this is because everyone's fucking hardball fired and out of there, just like we've been saying this entire time. And so now people are like, oh, if he gets hired, we'll, we'll just bring Fickle on in here. And no, fuckers, like that's not how it's going to go down, okay? <laughs> like he's going to he's gonna finish out his contract. He's going to build something special at UC, just like he's been planning on doing. And we're going to see what happens. Like... Whatever, whoever Michigan gets, like I hope you guys get a solid football, head football coach, and I'll back myself into the corner and be willing to fight for the fact that 
Fickle's not going to go to Michigan. So fine. Think of somebody else. Don't start posting stupid shit, Jeff. The, the guy that's on everybody's mind is, oh, again, there goes my memory. Clemson's a defensive coordinator. Um, where's Darby when you I'm need him? Terrible with names. I don't. Starts with a Z. You guys are way better with names than I am. Yeah, I'm awful with it too. I, I mean, but he's the man that everybody's talking about. He just came out and stated that he's uh he's ready for a head coaching gig. Okay, so, well, then Michigan take him. Fuck, get, but, get him out of here. Now he's obviously not going to understand the rivalry. No, he's not going to appreciate it. And there's going to be but, other people throwing their hats in the ring the, too. That's the thing is. I think an outsider can appreciate that rivalry more than Jim Harbaugh has. Well, yeah, 100%. Michigan right now does not care about the game. They yeah. don't. They have, I mean, and it's... I mean, their, their players obviously care. I don't think they do. I, I think they care. It's more about the fan base right now that doesn't really give a fuck. No, I think no the, the fans care. care more than the players. That, But the players don't give... I think it's more about... The, I, I get it. Jim Harbaugh has fucked it up, but I think it's not even about the rivalry anymore. It's more about the program. Like, those players don't even want to be there. That's why a lot of them yeah. are transferring out. I think... Uh, so I'm not doubting what you're saying, because I, I, I semi-agree with what you're saying. I just think, like, if Michigan has any hope, like, bring somebody who's going to actually bring something to the table That's about this rivalry. have a fire under their ass. Yeah, and not just, like, like an outside coach, fine. I'm not against it, but this dude better know a thing or two about this fucking rivalry and bring yeah. it back. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be nice to see somebody who has some sort of blood relation yeah. to anybody in either state. Like, I just want to see something just so we can spark it up. And I'm sick of all this toxic stupid fan talk bullshit about fickle possibly going to michigan and people be like well money talks <laughs> bro i hate people like that yeah just because someone waves some money in front of your face you're just going to completely disregard everything that you've ever lived by well i mean now i get it his well-being nah, would go no nah, also think you think ryan day is going to stay at ohio state till 2026 you you got one thing yes i think ryan day is going to be you a think lifer. he'll never leave you i think, think he's he, a lifer I, th- I, I think before before meyer got fired you know he was trying to go to the nfl right yeah but then he got the job and i think he knows that he has the ability to not only be paid but create a legacy for himself that would put him on par with Woody. And speaking of Woody, and this is I'm doing this just to get a rise out of you. You're going to piss me off. Bo, the most legendary Michigan football coach, right? Who worked underneath him. Who worked underneath Woody. Woody yeah. And at Ohio went, State. Went to Michigan. So <laughs> I'm just throwing that doing out there. Doing the whole thing all over again. <laughs> now, let's... I want to... I want to hold myself accountable now. Ryan Day goes to the NFL, and Fickle takes over the head coaching job at Ohio State. I think Ryan stays. I think but Ryan goes to the NFL, at least by 2026. There's no way he stays I, there until 2026. Six years from now? You never know. No way. I'm going to hold myself accountable here. What, so coach, what, we, what Ohio State football coach has been in Ohio Sorry. One more time. <laughs> what Ohio State football coach has been the head football coach for Ohio State for eight years? Woody... You had was Tressel eight years? No. Um, was he? Oh one to twenty eleven. Was it that long? Yeah, because he he got hired in oh one. We won the national title in oh two, and then the scandal happened at the end of the two thousand eleven season. Okay. Okay. And then you had um, oh shit, the guy before ah names names they kill me. 
No, oh. this is this is what I would like to see. We've is, we've had multiple. Okay, I know Ryan Day wants to be an NFL football coach. I know as a fact he wants to. He had opportunities and he almost did it, but then someone waved the head football coaching job in front of his face for Ohio State because Urban dipped out. So of course he took that because it's right there, and he can still keep building what he's off of and get an even better NFL coaching job. Because originally I don't think he was he wasn't going to get an NFL head coaching job. Yeah. He was just going to get an NFL coaching job doing you know whatever. Um, coordinating something possibly. But what I see happening, this is what I envision. Now, this is kind of a curveball, too. What if Ryan Day steps down from the head coaching job sometime around, hopefully around 2026, that'd be kind of nice, and then he goes to the NFL, gets a head coaching job in the NFL because you'll have back-to-back unbelievable seasons with Ohio State, obviously. And then Fickle takes Ohio State... Hear me out on this. Mike Vrabel. No. You don't think? No. Now. That'd be pretty fucking cool. This is something. And this is just my theory. Obviously, I don't know Ryan Day personally, right? I think Ryan Day, the part of the job that he enjoys the most is, is the part that I honestly think he's the best at, is the recruiting and the developing and the cultivating of young men. And you don't get that aspect of the job when you're at the NFL level. At the NFL, these guys are already professionals. They come to work. They work. You don't get that same kind of interaction, development, that family atmosphere. The the root and the core and the passion uh, that surrounds a college program, you don't get that same type of energy at the NFL level because it's a job. Yeah, I can agree with that. I just and when you watch him, man, you you see that passion, that fire that he has. I I don't really see, I, I I see it a little bit. I don't really see it that big. You're a homer as well, though. I am. So I am. It's understandable. I I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> none of us know. We'll have no to wait knows. and see. I just want people to quit saying Fickle's going to I Michigan because if he does that. I'll be fucking heated. <laughs> I'll be so heated. And so should every Buckeye fan. Oh, so dude, should If he goes would, to Michigan, Fickle should be one of the most hated oh, he, coaches in the state of Ohio. He would be. Which sucks because he, his family lives here. He would be. His entire family lives in central Ohio. He would be the most hated coach Don't in do Ohio. that to your family, but, Fick. But. He wouldn't do that. Here's the kicker. What do all Ohio State fans love the most we love to hate michigan and when is our hate for michigan at the most when they're actually competitive and they challenge and there's us. someone to hate yes like and he would give us that i will admit that he would make that i think he would make the rivalry competitive again and bring back the hatred and you would see more tearing down the banners double birds fucking the passion and the anger and that pure hatred on the field that we lost because Michigan just doesn't fucking care. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like... You ready to move on past this? Yeah, let's fuck this. (laughs) Quit talking about it. So... Everyone quit talking. You quit talking about it. No more talking about it. I'm ready to hold myself accountable. So, as you know, I did my Big Ten preseason predictions. Yeah. And... I just want to go through the first two weeks of the Big Ten schedule mm-hmm. and see how I've done. Okay. Okay? So, here's my article on Belly Up Sports. 
I've only done three, so it's not like I'm writing a lot. But, so Illinois, through two games. 0-2, right on the dot. Alright? Yeah, My prediction for this week, I also had them losing to Minnesota. I'm going to change that now. I think they beat Minnesota, because Minnesota is dog shit, and that is the biggest miss I've had in all of this. I had them undefeated Big Ten West champs. Yeah. Uh, I expected a lot out of them, and they have been extreme letdowns. Iowa, they are currently 0-2. Adam, 0-2. Mm-hmm. And that actually surprised a couple people. I have them beating Michigan State this weekend, and I stand by that. Even though Michigan State did just beat Michigan, I think uh, Iowa is a really bad matchup for them. Here's the one I just talked about. I had them undefeated. Obviously, they are winless, and they do not look good. Nebraska, 0-2. Obviously, they didn't get to play this game because of Wisconsin's covid they're uh, opting issue. out this week again, too. And they're opting out this week. And w- they're going to opt out next week, too, because all of their guys have a 21-day incubation period. So because of that, Wisconsin's just out of they're the out season. of the Big Ten Championship. They should be out for the season. They don't have a shot, all because of the Big Ten procedure that they decided to put in place. Northwestern, and this was actually a tweet that went out. It said, uh, who at the beginning of the season – would have predicted that Northwestern and uh, Indiana would be 2-0. and And I have the screenshots to prove it. Northwestern had them predicted at 2-0, and had them uh, beating Nebraska this week. I think that's going to be a very tightly comp- contested ball game, but I do think Northwestern wins this one. Okay. Purdue, I have them at 2-0. and They're 2-0. and so, I'm um, uh, only missed on one so far. Wisconsin, again, they beat Illinois, did not play Nebraska because of COVID, not playing Purdue, and I think they don't play against Michigan either. So, that obviously, it fucking sucks because yeah. they looked very promising. I thought, I think if they would have been healthy, they would have been the Big Ten West champs. Yeah. But, you know, it sucks we don't get to see it. Indiana. Oh, I did not have them. Uh, Indiana. Who the hell was it? I think it may have been. Who did I have at two and zero? I think. Oh, it was Northwestern and Purdue, not Northwestern and Indiana. Um, Penn State. Obviously, I thought Penn State was going to beat them, yeah. but Rutgers they got the W. And honestly, I think they beat Michigan this week. I'm changing up that prediction. I would love nothing more. So, there's a little bit of a hot take that we were going to get into a little bit later. Maryland. I had Maryland uh, only winning one game against, or two games, one against Michigan State, one against Rutgers. Obviously, I missed on uh, one of those. Maryland is sitting at one and one. Michigan, I had them losing to Minnesota. I was incorrect on that. I got those two games backwards, if you can't believe it. Uh... They beat Minnesota, but lose to Michigan State. And my preseason had them beating Indiana. I think they lose. This one, um, again, I had the first two weeks backwards. I thought Michigan State would beat Rutgers. They lost. They beat Michigan. I thought they would lose. 
I'm going to stand by my preseason prediction and say that Iowa will beat them. Penn State missed on Iowa beating them, was correct on Ohio State beating them. And I'm really torn on this one. Not really. I think they beat Maryland. Yeah, Maryland sure. played really good against Minnesota, but Minnesota is also really bad this year. Rutgers, I thought they would go winless, but they ended up beating Michigan State, and obviously they're going to lose this week against Ohio State. And prime time? Yeah, what the fuck is going on there? Nothing makes sense. Ohio State, I had them being undefeated. Yeah. They're obviously undefeated. So that is myself holding myself accountable. So we're going to kind of keep track of that as we move on into the season. And, Luke, do you want to talk about anything else before we get into our picks for this week? Uh, no, other than it was interesting. I did see one little comment that was made by uh, Ryan Day saying that Rutgers are going to get better and better and better. And they're going to be. Shiano. Yeah, they're going to be a good football program. And I, so, I would agree with that, man. I yeah, think. Uh, from what we've seen, yeah. Where is it? I've also I've also seen that there's been a few, quite uh, more than one, for sure. Uh, transfers that have transferred out of Ohio State and got picked up by yeah the Rutgers. So they might have something cooking. So let's go ahead and make some picks. Obviously, I mine on my phone. you didn't make them last week, by the way. Oh fuck! <laughs> so whatever. I don't care at this point. Then we're going it's between go, you and Darby. We're going to go through. So, first game up, Cincinnati versus Houston. I'm taking Cincinnati to yeah, finish the Cincinnati season undefeated. For sure. um, we got a military bowl, Air Force versus Army. Ooh, where's it at? Um, it is at Army. Hmm. I don't know. I'm taking Army. What's the record for both of them? Air Force, let me see here. Let me go. If it was at Air Force, I would have taken Air Force because... That's always a tough game. Let's see here. Oh, we got quite a few Wednesday games. Oh, the Mac's back. Yeah. Mac and Pac-12 are back this week. I forgot it's about that. It's a match, and they're playing on all all the games from Wednesday. Uh, Air Force is one and two. Army six and one. Okay, yeah, I'll take Army. <laughs> I'll take Army. Um, a Pac-12 matchup of a ba- unknowns. Herm Edwards and the Arizona State Sun Devils or USC. Uh, I'll take Sun Devils. You're taking the Sun. Okay, they were they had some talented dudes last year, but oh well, yeah, I don't know. They went to the league. I don't know how much their recruiting has been. I have no idea. So, Michigan State, Iowa. I'm taking Iowa on this one. I think it'll be. Um, I, I think Iowa will handle themselves. I. Uh... I haven't seen either of them play. Oh, where's the game at? It's at Iowa. Um, I'll take Iowa. Okay. Florida at Georgia. I got the Gators. Yeah, I'll take Gators. Yeah, I just don't think Stetson Bennett has it, man. And yeah. with Georgia trying to trying to defend uh, Tony and Pitts, I, I don't see it. Yeah. Um, Iowa State... Versus Baylor at Iowa State. Give me the Cyclones. Yeah, Cyclones. Texas A&M at South Carolina. 
I'm taking the Aggies. I'm taking Aggies. Clemson at Notre Dame without Trevor Lawrence. I'm still taking Clemson. I'm going to take Notre Dame. Really? Yep. Okay. Their defense is pretty damn good. Yeah, I still think Clemson is just too talented. Even with the backup quarterback, I think having a full week to actually prepare is going to make a difference. Um, West Virginia at Texas. Um, I'm going to take Texas on this, even though West Virginia just beat the crap out of Kansas State. I'll take Texas. Okay. Stanford at Oregon. I'm taking the Ducks. I'm taking the Ducks. They're the favorite to come out of the Pac-12 this year. Let's see what they actually got. Um, Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Kansas State coming off an ugly loss to West Virginia. And Oklahoma State coming off a close loss to Texas. I'm going to take the Cowboys still. Yeah, same. All right, Chip Kelly and UCLA versus the Buffs. I'm taking the upset. Give me Colorado. Um. Yeah, I don't. I'll take Colorado. Fuck it, hometown. Let's go. Going for the upset. Yeah, him, I love me, it. Give me Boulder. All right, Tennessee at Arkansas. I'm taking Arkansas. Um, I'll take Tennessee. Okay, you're going with old Rocky Top. Yep. Michigan at Indiana. I'm taking Indiana. Indiana, baby. Let's go. Who's your daddy? Let's go. Yep. Can't wait to see Michigan lose again. I think uh, Indiana. Shout out to my boy Hunter Little John. Let's get this bread. <laughs> well, I think that will about wrap it up for us this week. Um, again, we'll have the link to all of our socials and the bio Follow of the us. YouTube video. Check um, us out. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Twitch. Give us a follow. We have all of our social medias on Twitter, Instagram. Instagram. Hit us up. Let's talk some football. Tell us when we're stupid. We love you, and we'll catch you next week.